Hello everyone, my name is Luke Hastings at Narrowway Man on Instagram and welcome to the very first episode of The Path. On this show we are going to be covering everything a man encounters in life, giants, distractions, decisions, health, wealth, spirituality, and of course, the lovely ladies. The name of this show was suggested by community member Joey DeGuire. He was the one who suggested this name, The Path. I thought it was really good. Sort of a Pilgrim's Progress vibe. And then there were some other suggestions. Those were voted upon by the community and The Path won. And so that's what we're going with. The first episode topic was selected by my boy Gino Jones in the story chats. And that is what people tend to get wrong about masculinity. If you want to suggest a topic or have a question for discussion on the path, please follow me on Instagram and shoot me a DM on there. What is it that people get wrong about masculinity? I love this topic, this question, because (laughs) there is so much we could say about what people get wrong. First of all, I want you to think about every single popular masculine influencer online. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you go. He is going to be flexing three things, guaranteed in some way. Money, women, body. Those three. Money, women, body. Not necessarily in that order, but he's going to be flexing those three things in some capacity. On the money side, he's going to be flexing cars, equipment, cash, boats, watches, exclusive access to resources. He's going to be flexing one of those things or many of those things. With women, he's going to have the quote unquote smoking hot wife, right? Or he's going to have this kind of girl with him all the time in his videos. You're not really sure. Is she with him? Is she not? Is she just don't really know. Or he's going to have this rotation of low quality, but still attractive women. Okay. Like he's always got girls around him. He's always got a girlfriend in and out. He's got lots of girlfriends, whatever it is. That's, he's going to have some sort of situation like that with women. Number three, the body. He's going to have either muscles or good fighting skills or really good hair, face, appearance, generally speaking, good fashion, that kind of thing. He's going to have one or all of those. So it's money, it's women, it's body. That is the commonality you're going to find in all masculine influencers. And I don't care what they tell you. They might be telling you that masculinity is about something else. But what they're showing you and the reason they are popular is not by what they say, but what they do. It's not about what they're telling you. It's about what they're showing you. And they're showing you money, women, and a good body in some shape or form. But... Okay, stay with me here. I have cared about this stuff since I was 15. I'm 30 years old now. So for half my life, 15 years, I have been very curious as to what it means to be a man. When do you become a man? How do you know if you're a good man? All these things. So I've been watching these guys. Okay, when I was 15, the internet was around. Like we had the internet. YouTube was really on the come up when I was a teenager. So I got to watch a lot of these guys come up, okay? And I've followed them for over a decade. Here is what happens every single time, guys. These guys will be flexing the money, the women, the body, and that's how they get their following. And a lot of times that's the ethos of their message. You gotta get your 
body right, go to the gym so that you get more confidence. Oh, work on your career, stack money, stack bread. You know, then you'll be able to get the women because it's all about the women, 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 women. And then red pill comes along, right? It's like, you know, kind of using and abusing women, like kind of talking trash about them. Like they're not special made in the image of God creatures. Okay. Not cool. But that's the vibe. Money, uh, women and body. That is how they come up. But something happens every time, every single time, guys, something bad happens to them or they get a little bit older and maybe they don't don't look as attractive as they used to. Maybe their body can't perform in the same way it used to. And that's starting to become evident. And the types of women that were attracted to them maybe are not so much. And the young boys that fuel their fan base no longer want to be like them because they've grounded their masculinity in external symbols, money, women, body. And those symbols are starting to fade. And then they're going to come out with this new message, this new ethos. It'll be something like this. Guys, you know, as I've matured, I've started to realize that masculinity is really about character. Like, yeah, no kidding. You don't say. But it took you decades to realize that, bro. It took you decades. If you look at scripture, you look at the men of the faith that we look up to. David, Daniel, Jesus, Moses, Paul, Peter, Elijah, etc. When you look at these guys, these examples of biblical masculinity, they are very clear about where their strength comes from. Okay, let's think about David. David is a warrior. He's a king. He's a lover. He's a musician. He's got everything, right? Was he perfect? No, absolutely not. But as far as sort of the whole package of masculinity, David was it. He was in touch with his emotions. He was a poet, a musician, but he was also a savage warrior, a king, a father. All right. He had everything tied together. But when you read scripture, when you see how David behaves and you see what David says, his confidence is in none of those things. It's in none of those things. But modern masculinity is obsessed with them. Okay. It's obsessed with the beard, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the amount of 556 that's in their closet, their money, their muscles, how they do with women. They're obsessed with it. And it was never about any of those things. And the shame is, guys, let's talk about Andrew Tate. Hey, y'all, just wanted to take a moment and thank the sponsor of today's episode, which is me. This show is actually a part of the Narrow Way Man brand, which is my online outlet to provide wisdom, motivation, and practical guidance for modern men. I've been blessed to take part in incredible transformations and breakthroughs with younger and middle-aged men who are in a season of crisis or a season of stagnation and are ready to make a big change, but are fed up with trying irrelevant churchy principles or recycled secular strategies that are void of biblical foundations. If you are a man who is truly ready to take responsibility and break out of your current plateau, there is a link in the show notes to apply for a coaching program. 
Thanks again for listening, and let's get back to the show. Even Andrew Tate has shifted his message around, right? He has shifted his message from more of this rugged playboy kind of image with yachts and women and these things. He, sh he slowly shifted it to become more conservative. I don't even know who Andrew Tate is, guys, and neither do you. All I know about Andrew Tate is he's very smart, and like Donald Trump, he can manipulate the media to presenting the image of himself that he thinks will garner the most eyeballs and the most money. That's what I know about Andrew Tate. What you see of him is exactly what he wants you to see of him. All right, I'm about to go on a tangent here with Andrew Tate. Not going to do that. The reason I brought him up is because if that man is going to continue to be popular within about five years, and some of y'all are not going to remember I said this, so it doesn't matter, but some of you will, in five years, he's either going to not be popular anymore, like dead, like not, well, hopefully not dead. I don't want him to die, but he, like his social presence will be dead, or he's going to have to evolve majorly. His message is going to have to shift. I saw this happen with Elliot Hulse, right? Very clear with Elliot Hulse. He still cares about strength. He still cares about relationships. He still cares about money. But his message has shifted a lot over the years because he has matured a lot over the years. There's a lot of other people I could name. You've probably heard of them, see them. But the message has to shift as a man ages. Because as he ages or if some calamity strikes that makes him realize he's not that special, he wakes up to the fact that he was putting his identity and masculinity in external things, right? That is what men get wrong the most. I'm going to read you a quick excerpt from our man, David. This is in 1 Samuel 17. This is the story of David and Goliath. I'm going to kind of cut to the chase here. You guys know what's up. David volunteers to fight the giant. The giant has been coming down 40 days and 40 nights, taunting the Israelites morning and evening. He comes down into this valley and he shouts across the valley. And he says, hey, anybody want to fight me? Let's settle this whole thing one-to-one. -one. Somebody come fight me. He's this giant. He's got all this armor. He's got a guy holding his shield. He's got a javelin. He's got a spear. He's got a sword. The whole nine yards. He's decked out, tall, well-experienced in battle. Very intimidating. The only guy in all of Israel that has the balls to challenge this man is David. David is an unexperienced shepherd boy. David has zero experience in battle, but he wants to challenge Goliath. Why does he want to challenge Goliath? Well, we see a clue to that in 1 Samuel 17, verse 26. It says, Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine? And takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? So out of the gate, David immediately knows that he can win because it's not about him. It's about this Philistine, this quote uncircumcised Philistine, throwing some shade, that has defied the armies of the living God. Keyword there being living. There are a lot of gods in that day and age. But David served the living God. Fast forward a little bit, we see David going down into that same valley that Goliath would taunt everybody at, going down to that valley to meet Goliath in battle. Now, here's where it breaks down. 
Goliath is mirroring most modern masculine influencers because Goliath is finding his masculinity and his identity in external things, in his skill set and in his status and his possessions. And here's why I know that. It says in verse 42, when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him for he was only a youth. This is in verse 43. So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? So we see Goliath was immediately insulted by the fact that David would approach him with his shepherd's staff. Why is this insulting to Goliath? Because Goliath finds all of his pride and confidence in what he has and his armor and his skill set and his size, right? He's finding all of his confidence in those things. So when someone approaches him to kind of have a contest and have a fight and all they're bringing is a staff, I guess he didn't see this, the sling. Not sure if he saw it. But when all you're bringing is a stick, staff, he's immediately insulted. He's like, who am I? You think I'm a dog? Why are you coming at me with a stick? Like, hello, I'm a big deal. You should be coming at me with a lot more stuff, right? So he's immediately insulted. But catch this, David flips it on him. David recognizes that Goliath is coming at him with materials, skills, tangibles, externals. David notices this. So David actually flips it on him. Goliath says, who am I? Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? David flips it on him and says, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. That's some biblical trash talk right there. Guys, catch what he's saying. David is saying, God is going to give me your head. I'm going to cut your head off, and God's going to give it to me. Why? So that everybody here can get that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. Right? He says, no, 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 Goliath, I'm not coming to you with sticks. You're coming to me with sticks. I'm coming to you with God's power. And guys, that's a theme that we see over and over and over and over again in scripture. We have really strong masculine guys. Okay, I would count David in that picture. And they're doing really strong masculine things. Okay, whether they are physically strong or not, they find their power and their confidence and their capability in God's power, right? You see this all over the place with David. He says, it is you who trains me for battle. By my God, I can leap over a high wall and bend a bow of bronze. He's not saying because I went to the gym. I'm sure David did training. I'm sure there were drills that happened. But he's not finding his confidence in those, right? Proverbs 21, 31 actually talks about the balance between what we do 
and where our confidence lies. And this is what it says. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. You want to be preparing that horse for the day of battle, but you have to understand that your deliverance comes from God. And modern masculinity, although it is well-meaning, because men are soft nowadays, so they have good intentions, but we're focusing on preparing the horse and we forget that it's the Lord who delivers, right? I'm not telling you guys not to hit the gym. I'm not telling you not to get better with women. I'm not telling you not to stack some cheese. I'm not telling you any of that. What I'm telling you is your confidence and masculinity needs to be grounded in God. And then from that and under his leadership, submitting to his mission from those things, then you can start stacking the other stuff. And without those things, you're going to fail. You're going to fall. It's only a matter of time. Heaven help you. If you go your whole adult life as a successful delusion, because on your deathbed, hopefully way before then, but on your deathbed, things are going to come into perspective. And if you built your identity around externals, around money, women, and body, then my man, your realization is going to be one of absolute horror. And I hope that doesn't happen to you. I hope you wake up and realize that it is your creator, it is your God who gives you your calling, who gives you your capability, and who should receive the glory for everything he blesses you with. I hope you come to that realization sooner rather than later. Thanks for joining me on the path today. We'll see you next time.